Ready? Our evening began in Peter Seychelles' comfortable study in his New York townhouse. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the official, unofficial Beastie Boys podcast known as the Brouhaha. And ending the year, ending 2022, I've brought on a special guest, a legend from the Beastie Boys message board, Laver 1969. Welcome, Laver. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I'm happy you asked. This is this is one of my favorite shows that I've been <laughs> dissecting over the past. I don't know since it was released. Well, we I, didn't we uh, didn't even, we didn't even talk about it yet. So no. wait, hold up, hold up. So here's the thing. Yeah. Um, over the last couple of months, I've put out the live log part one, the live log part two, just sort of recapping all of the Beastie Boys shows that I've seen in my life, and then you sent me a text recapping all the shows that you've seen i think you saw the beastie boys more than i did you saw more than 20 right yeah yeah <laughs> I, think, I think it's 27 but then you get into a, is a two-song set or a three no that's song fine is it, i said it, i said if they're Absolutely. if they're performing a song then yeah. it counts so you saw them 27 times i, I think it's 27 26 or 27 wow. i'm now jealous of you and you <laughs> you saw them later than i did because the last show, the back. last show I saw from the yeah. BC Boys was their Terminal Five show. Yeah, I think I, I looked and it was the fifth or sixth, the last show of theirs. Wow! So get out and vote, get out and vote uh, in Milwaukee in I think it was November, early November of '08. So I'm not going to go through your 27 shows because this is going to be a long episode anyway. <laughs> so what we're going to do today, this is going to be the live log part three and. Laver and I will listen back to the Beastie Boys' last live performance, which happened on June 12th, 2009. But before we go there, um, do you have a favorite show that you saw of the Beastie Boys? Ooh, that's tough. Um, that's really, really tough. Uh, there's special moments on all of their shows. Um, golly. Um, it'd have to be some of their later shows where I was on the rail. Um, and you, you're making that connection with them. You're you're close enough to you know to to see and and feel everything. Um, I, it'd be hard to pick one though. It really would. Okay. But something probably from there to the five uh, boroughs tour, the pageant tour. Weren't those great shows? Yeah. I wish I could go back and relive my first concert though, because that was in 1987, and like it's all just a blurry memory. There's no YouTube videos of that show. <laughs> so, so that was in support of License to Ill. It was the Together Forever. So it was like their second go around. I missed them on the License to Ill tour proper. Uh-huh. Um, I saw them when they came through. They opened for Run DMC. Um, that was the first time I saw them. Do you, and, uh, do you remember it, anything from that show? Do you remember uh, songs they played? Yeah, they opened with No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, um, they closed with Fight Free, Right the Party. Um, I remember they joined... Uh, well, everybody... Um, uh, Yauk and Mike joined 
Run DMC on stage for Walk This Way, that which was their encore. Um, Ad-Rock wasn't, I didn't see him, but I could have sworn I saw Molly Ringwald side stage during the Beastie set, but I don't, I like, it's one of those, did it really happen or not? It's a haze, right? It's, it was many, yeah. many years ago. Yeah. What and, was the, uh, the Beastie Boys stage set up for that tour? Do you remember? Um, they had the cages, but they weren't, they were girls from the audience. Oh. Um, there was a there was a big brouhaha about them coming back to New Orleans. Like one of the councilwomen was, uh, you know, it's an obscene show. You know, we had to go through metal detectors. They were afraid of violence. I mean, this was in the the Beasties were bad boys. Famous. Yes. Um, and that was the first show that we ever had to go through metal detectors. Well, people, so I mean, at that time, people were scared of hip hop. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So there was a you know, the there were news articles about them trying to cancel the show and. There, there were certain concessions they had to be made. I think it was no, no scantily clad women. It was girls from the audience that were in the, uh, that were in the cages. So, do you think that was special for New Orleans? Uh, I well, I don't know on other Together Forever shows, but they had the cages, and then they didn't have they had just regular audience members in the cages. So I don't I don't know for sure. And I just remember they spilled more beer than they actually drank. You know, they were just throwing six packs across stage and. You know, beers flying everywhere, kind of thing. So, All right. So you see them in '87. When was the next time you saw them? '92 for Check Your Head. And what did you think? Because those two shows drastically different. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I I was with them all along. You know, I was I was hoping that that in '89 that there would have been a, something that I could have seen them. So I knew what I was getting myself into. And by this time, I was in college in '90. Um, actually I was out of college in 92, but I, I had all my, my, my crew, we got together, we had a pre beastie party. We loaded up the, my friend's station wagon and, and went down there. Foosh Nickens open for them. <laughs> um, uh, I still have a stain on my check your head shirt. Um, when I got dropped onto the floor, you know, like it's one of those stains that doesn't come out. It never uh, washed this, out. This hat I bought, uh, I'm wearing the, the green hoodie. Uh, this was from that show. Um, and then the next night I drove to Houston and saw him again. Wow. So, so you, you, you were digging the beastie boys. You weren't one of those oh, yeah. old school peeps who are like, what are you doing? Why aren't you playing oh, no. fight for your right to party anymore? Oh no, no, I was in it. I was in it from the beginning. I, I grew up with, I mean, I evolved with them Yeah. Know, as, their sty as their styles change. I still have a very soft spot for, for, um, licensed ill. I mean, it's still, no, like, yes, oh, that's, that's, it's me, a classic. You know? Yeah. And I used to skip, you know, fight for your right in girls. Now I kind of I I, I think of them differently. You know, it, if you more, it, if you think of them as comedy skits, yeah, they're hilarious. Exactly. Yeah. And I think originally they were intended as comedy skits, and then they kind of bought into it, as they've yeah, said. Yeah. yeah, but it's they're hilarious if you think of them just as comedy. You know. But I was seven. I, but I was seventeen when License Deal came out, and it struck that seventeen-year-old oh yeah um, chord of beer and girls and partying, and you know that was where I was as a seventeen, eighteen, nineteen-year-old, and then you slowly grow up, and I grew up with them. So, All right, so Jason, yeah. yeah, you might think that I'm lying because we, we we text each other every so often, and I feel like the last three times you've texted me. I've texted you back saying, oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. And I don't know if you <laughs> believe me or not, but it's, so here's the deal. I was, the, the year's coming to a close 
And I was scrolling through my music library and I saw the Bonnaroo concert and I thought, you know what? This is the last concert. I'm like, I should do the live log part three. And I was thinking of my friends who I wanted to listen back with. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to text Laver. And I swear to you, two days later, no lie, you text me. Wow, I've really been digging this Bonnaroo concert. And I said, no way. Oh my gosh, I was going to text you. I want to listen back. I want to listen to the show back with you. The stars are coming together. I forget yet. There was another time too where you texted me and I said I was thinking the same thing. So we're on the the same wavelength. Yeah. All right. Now here's here's what's cool about this, Laver. Now, should I call you Laver or should I call you by your real name? Totally up to you. Yeah, you can call me Jason. Jason, all right. All right. I didn't know if you were like trying to protect your identity. All right. No. (laughs) It's all good. All right, so I scrolled through this in my music library. I did not listen to it. So I almost I almost don't know what to expect. I've heard it before, but I haven't heard it in a while. Now, you say you've been bumping this for a while, right? Yeah, this is the Mario C mix? I believe so, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And So you've never seen the video? Only parts of it, because... Oh, my God. No, you said it's on Vimeo, right? Yeah, it's on Vimeo. Because in 2020, concert. during the pandemic, Bonnaroo put it on YouTube for a weekend, but but then but then they yanked it. Yeah, and it ended up on Vimeo, and that's where I like have it now stored on my phone, and it's it's awesome. You've got this is this will be in your heavy rotation. I guarantee. But but I like I like that we're coming at it from two different perspectives. You've been listening to it sort of in heavy rotation. I haven't heard yeah. it in a while. Okay. So now the sad thing about music. I was thinking about this earlier this afternoon. Sports is kind of romantic because you can plan your last game or plan your last season. And then people celebrate you. And then if you win a championship on your last game, like people remember that from now until the end of time. Music, most bands don't retire like that. Sadly, I mean, sadly, someone dies. That's what usually happens. Because bands will retire, and then they come out of retirement, and then they retire again, and then they come out of retirement. But nobody knew that this would be the Beastie Boys' last show, because they had a whole festival lineup planned this year in 2009. Yep. I had tickets to Lollapalooza and the pre-Lollapalooza show. In Chicago. Yeah, which was a couple of weeks after this. So wait, they were going to play a pre-concert? Yeah, um, like at the Congress Theater, like a smaller, like a warm-up gig the night before. I had tickets to that and to Lollapalooza. So, Uh, and I was gonna, and I was gonna come out to All Points West, I think, which was I'm not even sure when that was. I think Jay Z or somebody filled in for Mm -hmm. for that another festival. Yeah, Pootie Tang and I were coming out. Like we had plans. So you were going to add to your total in 2009, because to me. Let me take you through my 2009. I was working for VH1. We sent a crew to cover Bonnaroo. So I could have worked my way into going to Bonnaroo, but the thought of like trudging through that mud and then after the concert, working your way back to the hotel room, it just didn't appeal to me. And on this night, the Pittsburgh Penguins, my favorite hockey team, were in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals against the Detroit Red Wings. So I thought about it back then, and I'm like, I think I want to watch the Penguins game. 
And I'll see the Beastie Boys. I'll probably see them another four or five times. They're playing all the festivals. They're going to put out their new album, Hot Sauce Committee Part 1. I'll see them a bunch off of that. So I don't need to see them at Bonnaroo. So the thought entered my head for a second, but I'm like, no, I don't need to see the show. Yeah. Who knew? I know. I know. Had I known, I would have made... I mean, yes, all of us. We would have all been there. Yeah. So... Here's my thoughts of what I remember from this show. I remember that it was very sloppy. So part of me hated that this was the Beastie Boys last show, but part of me kind of likes it because I'm like, yeah, well, the Beastie Boys were sloppy at times. Sloppy meaning the weather? No, sloppy as in, like, I remember sabotage. Someone's guitar didn't work and they had to restart it. Okay. So it just wasn't like a a pristine, crisp, like, remember it forever Beastie Boys type of show. The Mario mix that we're going to listen to is crisp and clean and perfect. Okay. All right. (laughs) But you know, too, this wasn't wasn't for Beastie Boys fans. This was for a festival crowd. So I feel like if the Beastie Boys were playing for their own fans, it would have come off a little bit differently. Yeah. So it's it's amazing. I I would love to do a back to back of what a raw video, the raw YouTube video of them playing versus Mario, because what Mario did is a work of art. So wait, this is look. all cleaned up. Oh my God, this is perfection. Oh, all right. I think I have the Mario mix. <coughs> all right, shall we do? I just coughed right now. I I think I'm like breathing in <laughs> that festival air. All right, so um, shall we do this? Sure, let's do it. So I have done no research. I just want to listen with fresh ears. I probably haven't heard this in two or three years. Wow. Um, This was June 12th, 2009. Crazy to think that we haven't had a live Beastie Boys performance in over 13 years. And not to make you nervous, Jason, but an hour and 40 minutes before we started recording this podcast... I sent Mixmaster Mike a message. And I said, hey, listen, it's the holiday season. I'm only giving you an hour and 40 minutes notice. Total spontaneous, totally random. But um, if you want to listen back to the Bonnaroo show, here's the Zoom link. So I doubt, I doubt that he's going to pop on. But, but you never know. Maybe, you never there'll, know. maybe there'll be a Christmas miracle tonight. <laughs> so... Promise yourself you won't get nervous if Mixmaster oh, no. Mike pops on. No, I won't. Wouldn't that be cool if he just like popped on in the middle of the set when he was scratching something up? That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the uh, the end of the trilogy. Live log part three. We are going to listen back to the Beastie Boys final live performance, June 12th, 2009, Bonnaroo Music Festival in Manchester, Tennessee. Here we go. You can hear that, Jason? Yep, yep, sounds good. All right. Bonnaroo in effect! What's up, y'all? Yeah. Are you ready for the Beastie Boys? Make some noise! Wonder what the Penguins were doing at this time. Because this was probably late. Uh-huh. I would imagine like 8-ish, maybe 9-ish. And Jason, imagine if you had never seen the Beastie Boys before. Wouldn't this be awesome? This would, yeah, oh yeah, this is. Mixmaster Mike does a great job here. 
this is different than his other intros that we're used to listening to. It's it's shorter, number one, but it's just it's the perfect um, choppiness, shortness. He doesn't waste a whole lot of time either, <laughs> but it gives you a good flavor of what he can do. Throwing in some Led Zeppelin. All right. Oh, wait. It sounds like he was uh, mixing in Hello for Martin Solvig. Well, he goes right into the David Letterman. David Letterman intro. He's going back and forth. Now, do you know people who went to this show? Uh, yes. Um, Jenny and Paul. We okay. met on the message board. Are they married? They're married with like an 11-year-old or 12-year-old. Whoa. Yeah, I had a buddy who was watching this with Girl Talk. Okay. And they were, they were also torn. They're like, we're watching the Beastie Boys, but the Penguins are playing. They could win the Stanley Cup tonight. And they had just gotten engaged four days before this show. Whoa. And they were on the rail. <laughs> so I he always love... He sent me screenshots of where you can like circle him on the rail like when they show a picture. <laughs> so I love, I love that they're opening up with the biz versus the nudes. And they cut this perfectly into Time for Living. Like it's... Sometimes they don't get the timing right. At... Ah. Perfect. Ah, what a way to open up. Now, do you know, Jason, I once saw them open up with The Biz versus The Nuge, and then they went right into Heart Attack Man. This is nice, oh, really? though. This is yeah. this is cool it's that perfect. they're yeah. opening up with Time for Living. I want to be in the mosh pit right now. That's when you watch the video, they don't show a lot of crowd shots. And I don't know if the crowd was a beastie crowd. Like, I don't know if there was a mosh pit going. I, I would Even think though, no. Yeah. They, well, the crowd seemed into it, but not like it was a beastie crowd. It was a festival crowd. Right, right, right. Now, Jason, one thing I do remember about this show. I think Mike D is the MVP of this set. Oh, 100%. You agree with me? I just remember Mike 100%. D brought it this show. He's He is so crazy dancing and sweating like a pig. Oh, my God. Because it's, it's like sometimes Ad-Rock owns the show. Sometimes MCA is so cool. He owns the show. But to me, Mike D was the MVP of Bonnaroo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ad Rock did a lot of dancing, just kind of a swaying back and forth, <laughs> feeling the beast in a chill kind of way. Mike was hopping like a bunny rabbit okay. half the time. <laughs> that was nice. Oh, yeah. That's a great opener. Ooh. I'm going to quiz you after the, sh after the concert. I have a question to see if you, if you can, oh, how no. observant you are. Super Disco! 
I feel like this was off the set list for a bit. Yeah, because it's a it's a tag team style. And they go back and forth perfectly. So far, this is good. Listen, wait, let me see right here. Listen. Listen to the crowd. All right. The, cra- the crowd did the 808. They do the 808. This song is very tough the way they switch back and forth. Yeah. This was one. I, I feel like they didn't play a lot during To the Five Burrows. No. And it doesn't get does it get it doesn't get another beat to it, right? No, it's a short song too. It is a short song. Yeah. No, oh, I mean the song's almost over. See, if Mixmaster Mike was here, we could ask him about it. Yeah. Yeah, why didn't he touch this song? Do you, did you notice, though, whenever the Beastie Boys would play a song off their most recent album, they wouldn't yeah, switch up the beat. He'd play the, he the whole instrumental. Yeah, as he does with too many rappers uh, on this. Because everyone's got to be familiar with it before yeah. he can switch up the beats. See, Mike is just like he's getting the crowd pumped up. Oh, and a sure shot. These are two album openers in a row. Super Disco Break-In, which opens up Hello Nasty, and Sure Shot opens up Ill Communication. Yeah. This is bold to bust this out number three. I I liked when they busted this out later in the set. This is good, and what Mixmaster Mike does is Okay, all right. Here we go. He drops in the Mario. Here we go. Wait, wait. Yeah, did we talk about this before? No. So Mario mixed that in because he was saying Tim at the time. Yes. Mario, when he mixed this, put his own name back in. (laughs) Don't you be shouting out, Tim. Shout out Mario C. Now, he's been scratching, but he has not dropped another beat yet. Coming up. What's he going to drop? I think it's coming up. But see, this cell sounds tight to me. Like, no, this is good. No, this is, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I think I just remember Sabotage being a mess. Yeah. This is good now. This is good. KRS-One? Ah! Here we go. Ah! Like, imagine if you're a music fan 
And you've never seen the Beastie Boys? To me, I would just be losing my mind right now. Yeah. Like, we've seen it a bunch, and we still get into it. (laughs) Yeah. A little public enemy. And Mixmaster Mike is using actual vinyl. Like, I know at some point he switched over to the laptop, like all of his. Right. I think it's almost all exclusively laptop stuff now. But he's still using the vinyl when you watch the. I don't know how much of if he's using if he has the laptop as well, but it's all right. Yeah. What's up, Bonnaroo? Can I get a? Check it out. We're the Beastie Boys from New York City. See, Mike's. Thank you. For he's controlling the, the crowd right now because I think Ad Rock is too cool for that. As is MCA, but Mike's like, no, let's get him hyped up. Uh, yeah, he's he's in charge. Y'all ready to count it down? Yeah. No, see. Ah, ah. Now, I've heard this performed live, and it was always awesome. But there was always a little bit of confusion. Like with lyrics or with what, lyrics, what on? Yeah, and then Mixmaster Mike, I felt like, could never drop in another beat. So the last show I saw, the Milwaukee show, I'll have to send you the link. Rachel from Oscope was yes, there with me. Yes, And she, they, they recorded it. It's on YouTube. And I forgot what, what, what he drops in. It's the Pee Wee Herman or something. But, um, or, or is it Queen? There's this, there are a couple of songs that he drops in, funky beats that he hasn't normally dropped in. And Mix, and Yauk looks back at him like, what was that? And it's, it just works beautifully. I'll have to send it to you. That was just nice, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. That's nice. Wait a second. I take all oh, yeah. that back. He put in another beat. So maybe Mixmaster Mike was thinking like me. He's like, we've performed this a handful of times. We need to like F with this. Yeah, and he he can drop back into it. Because I think he needs to drop back in so they can do the no, no, sleep, sleep. There we we go. All right. You know that. You know what that is. I don't. I don't. That... All right. So I take back everything I said. Like they're doing what I want them to do with this song. Oh yeah. Now how are they gonna get back into it? Okay. Here we go. No, oh, all right. And I don't know how Mixmaster sleep. Mike can drop right back into it. Perfectly. I know. Yeah. No, I, I, I wish he would pop on because I'd love to ask some questions from a tech. I mean, I don't know anything about DJing. Like, does he have it like ready to go? There's another song coming up that I'll, I'll when we get there. I'll, I'll tell you. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. And I think he surprises Horvitz every time too. So I don't want to be a victim of the moment, but 
That was a damn good version of No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Maybe the best that I've ever heard. Wow. With the mix master mic treatment. So, Jason, all the times that I've seen the Beastie Boys, I think they've always they always played Shake Your Rump. This is a staple. This one's probably one that they could put on the shelf for a while. Although now, although now, but but you think of their Paul's Boutique library, they don't play a lot from Paul's Boutique. They don't. So this is their staple. This is their staple from it. Yeah. I mean, they played Egg Ray, uh, not Egg Ray, uh, Eggman a few times. Eggman. On the pageant. But I'm trying, you know, I wish they would pull out Shadrach more often. Like yeah, the other things that they used to play back in the day. But there aren't a whole lot from Paul's Boutique. You know. Um, well, they do Hello Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. But you go through it, you know, I'd love to see Johnny Royale. Listen to that. Oh, he usually saves that for the intro. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this concert is special. Do we, like I said, I did no research, but which shows did they play oh, wait, before wait, wait. this? Wait, wait, hang on one second. Because this is the part where it always surprises me. Is he going to do it? He, when he drops that shake your rump back in perfectly. Yeah. Faster. When you watch the video, Ad-Rock always looks back at him like, I don't know. I didn't think you were coming in because we started shake your, and he comes in with the rump, <laughs> the actual drop. And I, I, he always comes in with it. And they always, Ad-Rock always looks surprised. Like, how did you do that? This is good. What, what were you going to ask me something? Um. Oh, where where did, where did they play before this? Because I'm wondering if their set set list was similar to this. Like, so if this was their sort of like their summer festival set list for twenty for two thousand nine. This was their first festival. They had played two small shows. They played the Orange Peel, like a couple of days before, and then they, they only did Ramshead. one. And then Rams had. I didn't realize that. So two small venues, and then this was their big one. Because they were going to do festivals this year, so this was it. Yeah. So this is probably what every festival is going to get something similar to this. Yeah. But I do and like Mike when D's. You watch the- and I wrote down some notes here, and what I wrote down was watching the video. They look like they're coasting through this song. But in a good way, like on a, they own the place, like they got this song, they they know what they're doing in a confidence kind of way. But they're coasting, they're just having yeah. fun. Yeah, you know, effortless, it in. effortless, cool. You mean like an original composition? Yeah, but it's wild to think about that this was the first festival set for them of the year. And to them, this was only the start. But it's crazy to think that it, this was it. Wait, say that again, Jason. Your your mic went down a little bit. 
Hold on. Up, let me pause it. All right. Where are you at, Jason? Hello, testing. Keep going. Hello? Yeah, that's good. Okay. I, I have this thing here that I must have accidentally. Oh, watched. okay. All right. Sorry about that. All right. So uh, we're back. Gratitude. I like that this is up near the top. Because for a while, this was their bread and butter, like, play this right before sabotage. When you watch the video of this, they don't show Fredo or Money Mark at all, or very, what? very little. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I was like, ah. Oh. They show them in other video, in other songs, but uh, you know, I was looking because this is their first time on stage, you know, this concert. Anyway, it's they didn't. First they day. weren't on for Time for Living. Um, I, I take that back. Fredo was playing the drums. I don't know if. Money Mark was or not. Okay. Time for living. This is nice. Maybe tonight's podcast is going to like change everything for me. I think part of me too, Jason, just hated that it was the Beastie Boys last show. So I almost resented it in a way. Oh, God, no. I celebrate it. I'm like the opposite. This is, and it's so beautiful. Like Mario, oh, my God. This is like, it sounds so beautiful. I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, who did that? Bum, 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 bum. Was I that, assume that's Yauk. Was that Yauk? Was it Money Mark? Was it Mixmaster Mike? Yeah, I mean, I always assumed it was Yauk, but that could be. He, yeah, like uh, terminating his base. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Bonnaroo, historically, and I think even in 2009, was thought of as a hippie festival. You would really? think you would think that the hippies would enjoy this one. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that up near the top more. Like I said before. Excellent. Excellent. Good. They're switching they're switching things up. They yep. messed Did- with No Sleep Till Brooklyn, moving around gratitude. Um, did you know, let me find my note from him here. I love that you did a lot more homework for this than I did. <laughs> There's a shout out. Everybody know Alfredo Ortiz over there? Yeah. This song sweet called Summer So here we go. I take that back, Jason. This one is for the hippies. Yeah, Sabrosa. <laughs> yeah, this is a chill song here. 
So uh, Jenny and Paul that, that were at this concert afterwards, I didn't realize that this wasn't the closer closer. They went to go see, they saw a public enemy play for two hours and Flavor Flav had a drum solo after the Beasties at Bonnaroo. Well, I mean, Bonnaroo. So it's probably a different stage maybe. But it does go deep into the morning. Yeah, I didn't realize. So they, that's what they, they saw. But they were there to see the Beasties and they, they camped out. They, there's also a poster. I don't know if you've seen it. Gonna, yeah, it's all gonna, blurry. Uh, I'll have to. I'll text it to you. Okay. But there's a, uh, Explain it. It's explain it's, uh, it. it explain like, it, Jason. It, it looks like a Western movie kind of vibe going on with mountains and um, uh, three old dudes that not, I probably should know who they are. They look like maybe Confederate <laughs> or or Civil War type guys. Um, which represent the Beastie Boys, and then it has 2009 Bonnaroo, and it's just got this old, old, uh, old vibe to it. So it's a straight up Bonnaroo poster. Yeah, it, it's uh, but it's for, um, it, it's so it's a concert poster for the Beasties, for Bonnaroo only. And oh. he he had never bought a a poster at a show before, but he decided to buy one, and he was really happy. I mean, it looks cool. I haven't really seen. It looks familiar, but like it's not on the mass market anywhere. Okay. So. Yeah, I always wondered how you keep a poster in mint condition when you bring it to a concert. Yeah, you don't. You roll it up and you hope for the best. <laughs> it's a little Fredo. Ooh, I love when they do this. Now they did this, I believe, at Terminal Five. The all right here, this base. What you wanna be, what you wanna be. So you wanna be an MC, huh? Now see, the Terminal 5 show might, we probably talked about this, it's probably my worst audio experience. Like it sounded horrible from where we were on the floor. And yeah, I don't know if it's the venue. I mean, it's, it's I the venue, no, it's the venue, but you gotta know where to stand. You're yeah, probably standing under one of those overhangs. I was on the rail, <laughs> but. Oh, you're that on the right. Yeah, it's yeah. people hate but the sound in Terminal a Five. Off to the side, yeah, I was right in the middle, so my my sound experience was good. But even a bad Beastie Boys concert is a good. Correct, correct. And even the, the Beastie Boys had technical difficulties for that concert. Yeah, I remember. Because I can't remember how many Beastie Boys shows I went to where Ad Rock said, "How much did you pay for this again?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or the $2 bill show. It's like, good thing it was only $2. Right now, I <laughs> <laughs> The Beastie Boys are so tight at this point in time, and I love how Mixmaster Mike is working on that song as well. Mm -hmm. Lovely night tonight. So for Seb Rosa, Yauk pulled out the upright. He had Everybody the upright for that one. But for Gratitude, it was the, the, the fuzz. Yep. Damn, it was Damn, a good day. Good day. Ice Cube would say. All right, this next song is dedicated to my people with the sign here in the front. Should have had your sign there. I know. Yes. So you think someone had a sign requesting a grade on Mojo? That would be kind of. You would think. That's not, yeah, that's not the the song that comes to mind. But 
I yeah, love I this is one of my favorites. Because every time they play A Grotto Mojo, I think of them as a teenage band in New York City. Yeah. And if their older selves time traveled back to 81 and said, one day you're going to play A grade Mo on Mojo in stadiums and in festivals for thousands and thousands of people, they would have <laughs> laughed you out of John Barry's loft. Yeah. And I love what um, MCA does for the breakdown with the bass. He switches up the bass line a little bit. I want to I wanna hear if he does okay. it for this. So he's dropping off for this one because he'd go doom, 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 doom. This is just straight up. This is old school A grade on Mojo. Yeah. And if you visited, now what were you going to say? I was going to say, this is the sweet spot of the concert coming up here. This is like, this is the next few songs here. Like, I mean, A Great Omojo into Body Moving? And what I was going to say is, if you visited the BC Boys in 81, and said, yeah, after you play A Gretta Mojo, you're going to do a rap song called Body Moving with steel drums. They'd have been yeah. like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, what's that alternate lyric? Keeping y'all in hell? I, I thought it was y'all in hell. Keeping y'all in hell? Hell? Yeah. Just to see you smile and enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know some of the lyrics. Like, I have them stuck in my head. Right. For the longest, I didn't know it was taking of the Pelham. One, two, three. I thought it was take up, talking about acapella. I thought it was like... <laughs> Ooh. Now, my question is, Mixmaster Mike always goes back to the original instrumental. Why does he feel the need to do that? I know there's, like, an element that sort of takes us to the, the last verse of the song, but I feel like he doesn't need to go back to the original instrumental. That's a question for Mike. But he doesn't always. Sometimes he ends on a... Because see, he brought it back now. Nice. Got a sweet Lou in there. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh. <laughs> this is the greatest right here, the greatest transition. Listen. Whoa! Oh, that's nice. And when, and when you watch it, Ad Rock looks back again at Mike, and then Mike. Mike just acknowledges, like, oh, what? Oh, what? I just talked over him. That is nice. So this might be my favorite past the mic performance ever. Well, I, I, it is. Just listen to what Mixmaster Mike Okay. This one gives me goosebumps. 
goosebumps. I mean, I got goosebumps coming out of body moving. And when you put the the visual with this sucker, oh my god. And there's something at the very end I want to ask you if you notice anything different because there's something that happens visually, but I'll okay. that's at the very, very end. Yes! Yeah, Rock! This might be the greatest drop Mixmaster Mike ever does Whoa. in this song. In my opinion, oh my god. Not this one, it's coming up. Now, do you know the David Rodigan dance? No. Oh. <laughs> they do it right here. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and Ad-Rock does it. It's so funny. Ooh. Yeah, that's nice. Not, not, not yet. Well, that, I mean, that's nice. Oh, my God. You have to do this for Ad Rock. Here he comes. <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfection right that's, there. That's epic. Right here. Listen to this. So during that off, off, nothing can phase me. Somebody did something and Yao did a quick turn like, what was that? And I, I didn't notice anything odd. Like I thought everybody got their parts right. Um, and but Yelk did a like you jumped in like somebody screwed up or somebody did something funny or he made like a really weird look and I was like that sounded right anyway right in the root down yeah you were right one hit after another and this song is 80% awesome the, the last and if Mike was here, I would tell him. I'm like, oh, didn't, didn't quite fit the last. No, you wouldn't. You would I not. Well, what, if he, not. what if he comes on right now? <laughs> I'll ask him why he did it. Like, You're like, hey guys. You, you tell me. You tell me what you think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do they go apache on this yeah i feel like 
they have to go uh, like Apache is part of and, the song now. And it's and they actually spent some time choreographing too. Okay. And right before you can tell because they're at different parts on stage, and and Yauk looks and Mike points to Ad because Ad Rock's not his spot. Basically, it's like they're like, but you know, you got three seconds, and they they you can see them getting into position. I mean, I would be disappointed to see the Beastie Boys with them not dropping this. Yeah. The weave! Yeah! They have this little part right here. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Tell me what this beat is. This is too busy. I mean, they're working it. They're trying to make it work. I don't know if I hate it. And then he circles back in. That's nice. But that, that one piece there. I know. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. If, if Mixmaster Mike was here, I'd say, Mike, Jason, sometimes he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> It took me a while to, to warm up to him changing everything. Like, I like the original compositions. And for him to start changing beats, I was like, I got I had to warm up to that idea. Okay. Fair. I came, I came around. You're damn right oh, you did. A friend, a friend of ours from New York City, from Queens. Bonnaroo! Exclusive content. For real, though. We're talking about hip-hop legend right now. So, Jason, this is big. Queensbridge Projects. Yep. So, this is the only time they ever performed this song live. And they only other they only performed um, Lee Majors Come Again twice the two shows before. I mean, that, those are the only Hot Sauce Committee show, songs ever Yeah, you're right. Live. You're right. What's up, Bonnaroo? This is this is huge. If you're at yeah. Bonnaroo and the Beastie Boys bring out Nas, and this sounds good, like I don't know how good it sounded because I think he had an audio track or something. But whatever Mario did here, this all sounds real. It sounds live. It sounds clean. It sounds perfect. I want to know. How many times they rehearsed this together? Well, they shot the video earlier that day. They did. But did so they, probably did they rehearse? You would think that they had to rehearse this. 
Well, and the awesome I shot that video, you saw them rehearsing Hello Brooklyn. I love that. I love that clip. Because it reminds me of me and my high school rap group. And I thought, whoa, the Beastie Boys do this. So I think at this time, Ad-Rock would have been what? Let's see. Would he have been like early 40s? 2009. Yeah, early 40s. So I like that he called himself a grandpa in his early 40s. But in hip-hop, I mean, think about it. All those old school peeps are doing things like they're the original. Oh, yeah. Think about it. We've never seen like a 50-year-old or a 60-year-old rapper. But no, like think about like in the late 80s, what did a 50-year-old rapper look like? And they're all up in a little huddle on stage during this, too. They're going back and forth. It's, it's a nice visual to see that. Oh, this is nice. So here's the question, Jason. Who is more excited? Do you think Nas was more excited than the Beastie Boys to share the same with to share the stage with them, or the Beasties were more excited to share the stage with Nas? I think I think Nas had to be more excited to get up on that big stage with these guys and just enjoy a song. I mean, he wasn't was he was he headlining a festival like this, or could he draw? Not headlining, but he would have big fun on the poster okay. i would hope like i would hope that he would be excited yeah oh, he, i mean the fact that he did it is cool yeah. like how big of a beastie boys fan is nas i don't know if they're fans or they just respect Right. As, you know, elder statesmen. Right. Kind of thing. So, Jason, you listened to the brouhaha, right? And you've heard me go off on this song? Yeah. Do you, do you agree with me? Disagree with me? What's your take on it? Do you like the original one better? No, I, I feel like it feels like a 15-minute song. Oh, yeah, it, it's long, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you. Would like, like, this uh, is the part where I'm like, all right, like, it's still going. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of their collaborations to begin with, so, you know, Santa Gold and, <laughs> you know. I, li I like the Santa Gold song. Yeah, even Q-Tip, I mean, I Oh, I my like gosh, Get It Together are. is awesome! Yeah, but I, I, I'm a purist. All right, you're a purist. I respect that. 
and I, it's, you know, even the worst Beastie Boy song is a great oh. Beastie Boy song. So and now this next that. song, y'all, special request for Nas from Nas. All right, yo, if you know the words to this So he song, probably won something off License to Ill, right? Yeah. Yeah, Paul Revere. Isn't that what... When the Beastie Boys were doing festivals, I think, in 2004, didn't Snoop do this song with them? I think somewhere in the world, I think it was overseas somewhere, Snoop teamed with the Beastie Boys on Paul Revere. Wow, that's a good question. I have to go digging for that. See, if this was a Beastie crowd, the whole crowd singing it. What are they saying? Come on. I mean, they did that years ago. Come on, everybody. We came to rock the house. on the awesome i shot that video this is one of my favorite songs on it because the effect they do with the, oh. shake the screen shaking the everything <laughs> Shame on you, Ad Rock. You made the crowd sing that lyric. Yeah, I liked, I think it was in 98 when they used the alternate lyric, give your cash, your money, all to Tibet. So he's still going on with him and yeah. the old lady having a uh, yeah. a drink together. Because he, he was doing that in 2004. House. Yeah, I went to the Waffle House. We talked about books. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to slow it down right now. For all you sexy people at Bonnaroo. Super chill. This song is called Ricky's Theme. And it's about friendship. 
friends. And spending time with friends. I love you too. Will you be my friend? It's like Bert and Ernie and Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> it's friends till the end. Ah. Friends till the end. Yeah, you can dance if you want to. It's all right. <laughs> though that they're showing off their musical chops yeah for the the bonnaroo crowd yeah and they can do what they want to do i mean they've got the they've got the crowd yeah he's uh mike is still using his mix-up drum kit he's still got the uh, trench coat logo yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about yep and um for this concert they were wearing short sleeve button-down shirts do you think that was going to be their motif for the rest of the summer of 2009? Yeah, um, Yauk had a long sleeve on. Which oh, you're right, you're right, he did. But yeah, it, but like the looked, plaid button-down. Yeah, I think that was their style because uh, Fredo had one on and I think Money Mark did. Um, yeah, I think that was going to be there. So I would love, and it would never happen, but I would love to have a conversation just about wardrobe with the Beastie Boys. Like, hey, when you shot So What You Want, was there a conversation? Like, I'm going to wear a Knicks shirt. You wear a Fever shirt. I'm going to wear a flannel. Like, who brings it up? Is it MCA who's like, hey, guys, guess what? We're going to go, like, button-down flannel for this tour. I've seen them try to do colors. I forgot, was it on Letterman? They tried to go green, or was it red? No, well, they did green on Letterman, and they did red on Conan. Yeah, and then it's like somebody didn't get the memo. I think it was probably Horovitz. <laughs> you know, so it's like they're wearing red and he's not. And you could just like, I think he's just like, whatever. But then there were some shows where it was like red, green, blue. So they were all a different color. Yeah. Well, and you go back to the Alive video where they got the, yeah. fuzzy, the fuzzy suits on and they're going for the primary colors. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, they're, they're definitely, I think Yauk was probably the leader of the wardrobe. Like, in, uh, implementing the wardrobe for the mix-up Okay. Session. But Ad-Rock has always been like, you have to look like you didn't put any effort in. Right. But he put, but he put effort in. But he would always, like, do it up. Because remember, he had the Scorpio shirt at the Scotland concert. And yeah. then he, he painted the heart on his shirt for this well, concert. He's, yeah, he's wearing that. So this, this um, shirt, I remember him wearing it at a BS2000 show, which was nine years earlier. Whoa. I don't know if it's the exact same shirt, but it was it's like the blue with the big red heart. Here. That, Everybody all right? Wow. So, yeah. Um, I, well, I told I you that, um, maybe I didn't tell you, but when Mike was sound checking for the $2 bill concert in 2004 in Las Vegas, he was wearing his North Carolina shirt that he wore in the past the Mike music video. Really? So I thought it was cool that he still had that shirt. Yeah, yeah.
So, um, I don't smoke weed, but if I did, I think I would smoke it right now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, this whole Ricky's theme, something's got to give. <laughs> that, that's this portion of the show for sure. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories about the hot cookies in the, in the Beastie Boys book. Oh, in the book, yeah. With Fredo and uh, um, Money Mark sending the little girl in the wheelchair up to him while he's like, uh, Ad Rock's tripping. It's like, what are you sending this little girl? It's, you know, it's like in the cavernous and the, his whole, like, <laughs> painting the picture of this, this crazy experience, which would have been normally beautiful somewhere in Ireland with the castle and he's like paranoid and freaking out. <laughs> I love that story. It makes me laugh every time. But I think about this song. Now do you think the working title of this song was Rectify? I think we talked about that. Yeah, it had to be. Because it's not called Rectify, it's called Something's Gotta Give. That's my uh, reoccurring dad joke on the brouhaha. So big smash to Mike, you can hear him in there doing some scratching. Hey Jay, can you turn up your mic a tad? Yep. How's that, better? Yeah, Oops. that's good. I could still hear everything, but I just want you to be crisp. So this is like, because I'm not looking at the time right now. I'm not looking at the timeline, but I have a feeling like the concert is sort of rounding the bend right now. Like I could imagine them doing a few more hip hop songs and then getting into the whole encore type of thing. Yep. 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 Here. Yeah. They're going to transition sticking with instruments for a couple more. Oh. But different genre. Yeah, so Jason, I have only heard this once. Oh my, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around that. And I told you why. Yeah. Like it's bittersweet to listen to. Yeah. So put some headphones on and watch it while you listen to it and turn it up because it's so beautiful. Like the mix, what Mario did is special. Okay. Because I remember before it came out, there were a couple of YouTube clips and, you know, it's really horrible quality, which you get on, you know, cell right. phones. And then hear what he did with it. I wish he would have had a little more crowd mixed into the pipeline. You hear him right now, but you don't really hear the crowd too much. Yeah. And I don't know what the temperature was, but they are drenched wet. I mean, it's June. June's hot. All right. You and me on the court. Too many elbows to support. Now you are poking me in the eye. 
Oi. Tough guy, <laughs> what are you giving me? Did he change that too many elbows to support? Because I always thought it was too many elbows report. to report. Yeah. I always thought it was report. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of a weird change. <laughs> a reason to change report. <laughs> support. <laughs> it's I almost like wearing... a... Go ahead. I, I was gonna say it almost sounds like a smoother delivery of tough guy he's not like screaming it yeah and, I, and it sounded a, a tempo slower too than it normally yeah like a, a little bit it was like a smoother version of tough guy Now, what were you going to say, Jason? The shirt you're wearing, the um, horn blower. Do you think Michael Stipe knew? Was he in on it? Or was he totally dumbfounded? Because, I mean, Stipe and Yauk were close. I don't know. I mean, I don't yeah. think he was and Daisy unsettled was Daisy. by it. And what Mark, it was Mark Messier. Mark Messier, Daisy, Daisy Fuentes. Fuentes. Like, were they, did they know? I mean, no, they, they wouldn't have known. But I think gonna... Michael Stipe thought, whatever. <laughs> I asked Michael Stipe about that once. It's on an episode of the Brouhaha oh, somewhere. I'll have to go back. And yeah, I forget which episode, though. All right, so for me, remote control, I've never heard a live version that I've liked more than the album version. The album version to me is like, some songs like are better live than they are this is the song. I don't know if it's the mixes or something. It's not as thick live. It's yeah. a bit hollow live. Now they do a little thing here at the end that is the nice little sprinkles on the cupcake. Okay. That makes, that makes the song for me. But this, I feel like, was out of the set list for a while. Um, yeah. At least in yeah. the 2004 era. Because it doesn't fall into hardcore and it doesn't fall into right. chill mode. Yeah. That in between. So Mike goes over in front of Fredo and he's playing the drum. Oh, uh, the, like the timbales. Yeah, that's nice. We got like a little double drum action going on. I think, like, I like remote control. I know some people who love it, but I would almost like this mixed into another song. Like during a breakdown yeah. or something. Like, yeah. give us like 30 seconds of remote control. Okay. 
grateful, y'all. The young millennials are prob probably appreciated that though, because Hello Nasty, I feel yeah, for many millennials is their Beastie album of choice. We are going to keep playing songs. <laughs> Ooh! Let's savor this. Last time the Beastie Boys ever performed So What You Want. So far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. You got to do breathe, right? Yeah. Breathe is to so what you want as Apache is to root down. Yeah, it's the perfect, perfect drop. So when I was working at MTV, Fabulous was going to be on TRL, and he sound checked this for an entire afternoon. So I could have ended up hating the song, but I fell in love with the song even more. And then when the Beastie Boys dropped it into So What You Want, I thought, oh my gosh! So right here, I always want them to let this beat ride just for a, for a four counts right here. And they think they do. Let it breathe. <laughs> Sometimes they go right into so what you want. Right. Just let that breathe right there. <laughs> That's it didn't go too quick that time. It was perfect. <laughs> Was Nas still around? Nas should have come up for this. No, I, I don't think you see him. <laughs> Now, where do you go after So What You Want? Off stage. <laughs> so, wait, that's it? No, they come back for the encore. No, but that's the last song of the set prior to yes. the encore. Wow. Yeah. I like that.
which I'm trying to remember. So what you want was their, what was their closer before sabotage? So what like you want? I mean, before it was so what you won. Yeah, I'm, I think that's what they closed with during Check Your Head era, you know, 92, 93. In 94, well, 94, they closed with Sabotage. Sabotage, yeah. yeah. but it was So What You Want. I mean, that was their big song. Yeah. Or, I mean, it still is. I, you know, that's... No, but I like, I like that it wasn't in the middle of the set. I like that it ended the set prior to the encore. So right now, because I've only listened to this once, I'm assuming I'm... It's going to be intergalactic sabotage, because um, well, they yeah, haven't done that, intergalactic yet, right? Correct. Um, you got one, two, three, four more songs. Plus, I'm wait, a, a four-song like, encore. Four-song encore. Wow! So if I'm in, the, if I'm in the crowd now, I think I only get two more. And it hits all of their genres. So you get obviously rap. Sabotage, did they do? Rock. Did they do Heart Attack Man yet? No, that's that's the one that they do. Good. All right, so we got to do Heart Attack Man, Intergalactic. Intergalactic. They're gonna do Sabotage. They already did Gratitude, and then one more hip hop. Wait, don't tell me. Um, off license to ill? Nope. Wait. Um, this off is Hello Nasty. This is fun. This is um, off. <laughs> Off of Hello Nasty. Don't tell me. Don't tell. I want to be surprised. Okay. But, okay, so here's a good question since you kind of know what's happening next, except for that one song. What album were there no songs from on this entire set? The mix up? No. Well, no. Yeah, probably, but. Um, to the Five Burrows? Yes, they didn't play wow, Check It Out. Wow, no, to Check It Out. I didn't even think about no that. Tri- no Triple Trouble, no Right Right Now. Wow. Hey, check It Out's one of their... No, watch the finger. Like, what if I brought a finger sign to the show? I know. And I, I was like, something's missing in the set list. You're right. There's no two to five burrows. Maybe they got sick of the finger stop down. They're like, oh, gosh. There was, I mean, there's three songs that they played pretty heavily, you know, with Triple yeah. Trouble. Right Right Now Now and Check It Out. We're all pretty you're right no to the five burrow stuff this is a nice intro that he does here it's longer than his intro in the very beginning (laughs) the dance kind of thing i want to talk to someone who fell in love with the beastie boys at this show Oh, wow. Who was sort of on the fence, and then they saw them live because they were at a festival, and they became a fan because of this show. Wow. See, Jason, I've seen, I mean, I've seen a gazillion bands in my career, and sometimes after you see a band two or three times, you kind of get their live show. Like... I get the Beastie Boys live show, but there was still something different about each live performance. Like, I always wanted more. Yeah. I was listening to the intro the other day, and I got goosebumps. I'm like, the anticipation, like, I was there. Yes. Like, they're right, they're they're off stage. I'm getting ready to see the band that I 
grew up with loving perform live. Yes. Like right now. That excitement. <laughs> so there's a part in this song that I think Mixmaster Mike always throws in. He doesn't always throw in something different, but he has a couple of choices. And Yauk always like, what you gonna give me, Mixmaster Mike? What's that old family tree, old, old family tree of old, old school hip hop? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and he, he always goes like, what you got for me? Basically, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> and he does it in this show right here. And they were right next to you at Madison Square Garden for this. Correct. Yes. And you're not in the video. No. I'm shocked. Oh I'm shocked. And I'm sure you've looked. I've looked. <laughs> Isn't it cool how big this song got? Yeah. It's the intro that... The robot voice, yeah. Beginning, like you could probably close the show with this. Yeah, I saw it somewhere. I don't know if it was on Facebook. Um, it's like, if you had to play a one Beastie Boy song at a wedding, what would it be? This is the one. I wow, think that yeah. People recognize, and they, you know, you can dance to it a little bit. Sabotage would be too rough. Someone would get hurt. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what they, we played at my wedding, which was after it was before ill communication. So it was probably something off of Check Your Head. I can't wow. remember. I have to go back and watch the video. Oh, I think we missed the part with Yao. Now is Mixmaster Mike gonna scratch and drop, or will Ad Rock say drop? Ah. Yep. Ooh. I almost wish that that ending was longer somehow. Like there were more lyrics. Yeah. Because it's so short. It does end abruptly. Or why the Beastie Boys wouldn't rap the chorus like intergalactic planetary yeah, just, planetary. Ladies and gentlemen of Tennessee, or from wherever you might be coming from. <laughs> hey yo, Andre's out there. Andre, Andre gets shouted out. The Prince of Sides. This man, he's world renowned. He's got trophies, he's got belts, he's got titles, he's got awards, he's got accolades. This goes by the name Mix. Three MCs. Why didn't I think of that? Three MCs and one DJ. There's one concert where he's like, what formation? He's like, 37B or something like he just pulls <laughs> 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 nobody can do it like me. 
Interesting that they saved this for the encore. Yeah. That's cool. Have you ever seen the YouTube video of Mixmaster Mike playing this before the he was with yes. the Beastie Boys? Yeah. Yes. He sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they doubled up on those lyrics. Malaria. Yeah, and it sounded so tight. Yeah. Since you haven't heard this in a while, this next little part will probably come as a surprise to you, what they do, before Heart Attack Man. Okay. God damn that DJ I mean, that is cool to see live. Oh, yeah. Like, even if you're not into the Beastie Boys, just, like, witnessing him cut up a beat on the turntables is something to witness. Mm -hmm. We got another two, three hours up on stage, so... (laughs) (laughs) After all, it is Bonnaroo. So let me paint the visual here. He's got an acoustic guitar... And he's got the harmonica. I don't know what you call it. The thing that sits yeah. where the harmonica sits right here. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of Bonnaroo. So he's going like Bob Dylan on us. So he's going to do the acoustic version of Heart Attack Man? Not exactly. Okay. Isn't, isn't that what we say down in these here? <laughs> How I say? Oh, it goes like this. What did Adrock say? Nobody says diddly. <laughs> so, who's playing the guitar on this? Mike. Oh, Mike is. Yeah. And he's got the harmonica thing. You should just stay clean and simple and. Keep up good hygiene and brush your teeth every day because his name <laughs> is the Heart Attack Man. 
He never plays the harmonica, though. I don't know why he has it on. I'm locked in and in the zone, Mike. I say, hit it, boys. Yes. That's just the perfect transition. That little diddly. I love the bass in this song. We'd be in the pit right now, right? Oh yeah, I'd be on the rail, for sure. I'd be in the pit. Yeah, I don't know if they had one. Like, I, I think... I'd start one. I'd start one. Should, it wouldn't yeah, be yeah, a mean we, one, we, though. I would just, like, friendly bump into people. Yeah. Oh yeah, with like a little drum intro. What do we know about no, fun about or fun. anything else? <laughs> Wait, is it? What do we know about partying? About partying. We don't know about partying or anything else. It's that time. Who kept saying that? You? What's your name? Skia? Skia? What? Skia? Skinner? <laughs> he has no clue. This, this is our last song. It's dedicated to Mitch. <laughs> Mitch goes down in history. Oh, that's all right. Yo, yo. My cousin Eric is here, too. He goes out to Eric Yauk. All right, no, Eric, Eric Yauk. You know, I don't know of Eric Yauk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Offense, but New York's in the house tonight, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? New York's in it. Nice New York City shout out. So, Money Mark ends up doing a lot of singing in this song. Or a lot more than he usually does. And he's got a kid on his shoulders most of the song. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, and I don't know who the kid is. Is it? Do, do we know who the kid I, is? I, I think, is it his kid? Is it Money Mark's kid? Yeah. I mean, he's pretty, pretty young. I mean, he's probably ten, under 10 years old. It could be his kid. I didn't know he had a kid. So they they don't play the mess up? No. This sounds perfect. Oh, uh, all right. 
But when he did mess up, he's like, all right, everyone, thank you. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think they might have restarted too many rappers, too, or did something. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that's what Paul told me, um, that they, even though they started to stop. There's also a little exchange between Yauk and Mike when they start up, when uh, Yauk starts the bass. Uh-huh. Uh, a little bridge area there. And at the end of the show, you see them talk about it. Like, I, I, I'd love to know what they said or like, yeah. did he come into, did he, was he sooner than he wanted? So at this point, Yauk kind of walks over to Mike and there's some sort of exchange and then Yauk starts. Normally, Money Mark's jumping all over the place now. Right. But he's got a kid on his shoulders. Right. That would be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why he probably sings more, because he's not jumping around. <laughs> Last notes. I always think about that. Yeah. And then the crowd starts chanting something. Tell me what you think they say. It's like a let's go something. See, I thought it was brush your teeth. <laughs> brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. I'm like, that, just, that, has no, that doesn't make sense. Normally, it's beastie, beastie. Or, right. You know, beastie, beastie, boys, beastie boys. Beastie boys. Oh, boy. Ah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. So looking back, not a bad last show. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would add would, would be a couple of to the Fibero. Yeah, because think about it. It could have been, I don't know, like one of those performances where they only do two or three songs. It could have been one of those like 50-minute sets. But this yeah. was like a full set. Hour 20. Encore, hour 20. Nas comes out. 
Yeah. They they did every all genres. They did some funny stuff. You know, yeah. Like, there was humor. Yeah. It was it was perfect. The only thing I would add would be the you know, a couple of songs from from to the five boroughs. That's the only piece that was of the puzzle that I think was missing from a last concert. Yeah. You know? What did they do from License to Ill? No Sleep Till Brooklyn. That's it? Um, Paul Revere. Oh, they did Paul Revere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Me, you know, two there, and then Shake Your Rump from Paul's Boutique. But that's really the only one they ever do from that. Right. Anyway. So. And then Check Your Head was Pass the Mic, So What You Want, oh, Time boy, for yeah. Living, Gratitude. Yeah, quite a few there. Something's uh, got to give. Right? And then, uh, I don't think yeah. I'm missing anything. Let me see. Pass the mic. Sabrosa. Gratitude. You say gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. And then ill communication. You got sure shot. Flute loop. Wait, they didn't do flute loop. Oh, they did. Um... They did Super Disco Breaking. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, 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 yeah. So wait, Sure Shot, Tough Guy, Heart Attack Man, Sabotage, Ricky's Theme, Sabrosa, The Baseline to All Right Here This, and then Hello Nasty, you got what? You got Super Disco Breaking, 3MCs and 1DJ, Remote Control, Intergalactic. Body moving. Sabotage. Uh, and then nothing from To the Five Burrows, nothing from the mix-up. Yeah. And then hot sauce, you get too many rappers. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I thought it was a good set list. Uh, Mario's mixing, incredible. You've got to watch. You've got to go now and watch it. I'll wa no, I'll, I'll watch it. I feel and, I feel better after listening to it. And past the mic to me is that that there are a couple of live performances that are just that always stick out as favorites of mine. Mm -hmm. um, that past the mic live performance, the slow and low from ninety two, the skills to pay the bills video. Yes, that one is like legendary. Um, uh, Paul Revere from Awesome I Shot That. I mean, there's a couple of like videos that like stand out like live performances um and that's past the mic is one of them it's like top of all time i i really liked no sleep till brooklyn yeah yeah, yeah. They, they, they they were tight yeah i because you know what i think i i mean there was a bunch of things obviously it's their last show um but i remember after bonnaroo there was clips there were like certain clips on YouTube. And I remember there was that sabotage clip. Yeah. Sloppy. <laughs> and I remember thinking, all right, what was the last song that the Beastie Boys performed live? And I'm like, all right, it's Sabotage from Bonnaroo. So I went back often to that. And I thought, oh, man, like that's how they went out. But I didn't like piece it together with the whole body of work. And yeah. when you do that, I mean, it's, a, it's another fun Beastie Boys show. Right. Right. Yeah. I'd love to interview Mario and see how he approached this, this project, how, you know, who presented it to him and said, Hey, we want, we want you to mix this last show 10 years after or whatever, how many years ago it came out. 
and how he went about it. Like, what tools did he have? He obviously had all of the soundboard stuff, but you know, how did what did he do? Because he did a great job. Yeah, it's just the the it's just it just sounds so good. I want to give all of the um, unreleased stuff to Mario. Oh yeah, because <laughs> if anyone would mix it, it would be Mario C. It would yeah. be in it would be in good hands. Yeah, and he seemed to be out of out of the loop for the last couple albums. Yeah, know? I mean, and so all of a sudden he's back in the loop for for this little thing here. So, you know, I, I like that. Yeah, no, but just listening so. back to check your head. Ill communication. I mean, he was an engineer on Paul's boutique. Hello, nasty. I mean, that stuff still holds up. It doesn't sound dated at all. When you listen to Check Your Head, it doesn't sound like half the stuff that came out in '92. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jason, thank you for doing this. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, is, I, I I love geeking out over <laughs> over a concert or an album or a song. I feel yeah. like. People who listen to this podcast for most of that concert, it's either me laughing or going, oh, oh, oh. so <laughs> I don't know how enjoyable it will be, but it was it was fun to listen back to. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, hey, before we go, did you see that Beastie Boys exhibit out in Los Angeles, the Beyond I, the Streets? Was, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I've been looking at the stuff online. It seems to be a little more substantial than the wing they had in Brooklyn a few summers ago. But the question is, is it substantial enough for me to take a trip out to Los Angeles? And I don't, I don't know if it is. Right, right. Well, I know somebody that's been, um, and he, he's got like more, ta- he's going back to, to take in more of it. Um, the notebooks from the hot sauce committee were those at the thing that you saw? I don't think so. They had they had lyric sheets from Paul's boutique and check your head, like they had the lyric sheet from So What You Want, and the the first draft of the song was totally different than what we actually heard. Right. And then I know because this is what I saw online. Then they have the big room where they're playing the 1998 Scotland concert. Okay. And then they've got a lot of blown up stuff. Which is cool visually, but I don't know if I want to go all the way to L.A. just to take a, a picture of a, right. of me in front of a big Beastie Boys picture. You can make it more than just that exhibit, though. That's true. I could visit some friends, get some tacos. Well, there's a lot of Beastie history in Los Angeles. That's right. I could do, yeah. Okay. I could go on the sidewalk. You can go see G-Sun. Yeah. All right. Now you're now you're encouraging me, but it's only it's like December till what like January sometime. Yeah, it's it's only like in the first week or so of January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've thought about it. I really have. Are you gonna do it? No, no. Yeah, I. I mean, the holidays it's too crazy. I know. Was there for a year, then I I had to have a year to plan. Right, right. And I'm hoping secretly maybe it'll come to Chicago. You know, they'll take that would be that would be the next big city. That would be, so, yeah, because they did the one in Brooklyn. They did it in L.A. I think Chicago would get something like that next. Well, All right. got my vote. So. Well, uh, Jason, thanks for doing this. Happy Thank holidays. That's going to yes, close out yes. this year of the brouhaha. Yes. Same to you. Any big plans for the holidays? No, we're staying here. Normally, oh. we go down to New Orleans, uh, but logistically, it's just too tough with the kids these days. So 
uh, at their ages and trying to get everybody down there. So um, now we're just hanging out here. Well, happy holidays. Can you wait yep. before you go? Can you confirm it's New Orleans? New Orleans. Like the, you say the word war, New Orleans. New so Orleans. my son has a not, teacher. Not, and he's making him say New Orleans. And I said, no, you're yeah. saying it wrong. He's like, no, that's how my teacher says it. I'm like, well, tell your teacher he's wrong. Yeah. And it's not Nolens. Everybody oh, it's Nolens. It's not Nolens. Nobody, nobody says Nolens. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Like, put the word war in there, New Orleans. And some people say New Orleans, a little more wall, but New Orleans. Maybe uh, another text I get from you will inspire another episode of the brouhaha. I'll be thinking. All right. I'll try to Sounds so uh, that does it for the uh, the Live Log Trilogy. Uh, happy holidays to all of you. Thank you for listening to the Brouhaha throughout the year. If you would like to add any opinions, you can reach out to me at Jim Shear on social media. Do you want to give out your... Uh... I, I'm not on... I'm You're not on social media? I, I am, but I don't... You don't want to... You don't want to... All right. Well, g- I don't even give it to me. Is. Give it to me, and I'll relay it to Jason. Yes. So... For Labor 1969, <laughs> my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yins later. That's it, that's all, that's all there is. Yo, we gonna end it on a one, two, three note. Are you ready? One, two, one, two, three. Guaranteed we bring the brew ha ha. Cause it's a brew ha ha. Cause it's a brew ha ha. Cause it's a brew ha ha.